found the Texas Steampunk Connection, your source for steampunk event information in the great free state of Texas. We also discuss books, films, comics, and games. Also, we enjoy visiting with the local steampunk luminaries. I'm Flavio. I'm Erica. And I'm Fax. Your hosts. Thank you for tuning in, and now on to the episode. Welcome back to this Texas Steampunk Connection, Season 2, Episode 18. You know, Season 1 was only 18 episodes long. So you're saying we should stop? Maybe. No. (laughs) (laughs) But it's our audience. It's only October. I know. I'm not really sure how that happened, but we're at 18 now. We're going to go more than Season 1. Because we're so popular, we're going to continue on with Season 2. Okay. How about that? Really, I think last year we started this show in, like, April. Okay, that might explain it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But... Now it is October. In fact, it is it's Halloween. Halloween time. On Tuesday. Spooky. <laughs> what are you going to dress up for Halloween? I I'm not. You're not. I have to go to work. Yeah, I have the I have the week off. I'm invited to two parties. I'm probably only going to one because they're at the same time. It's only can't, I can't be in two places at once. I'm, I've not mastered that yet. But I think I'm going to dress Maybe up. Maybe by the end of this show, you will. <laughs> we were invited to two parties, but we didn't go to either one of them. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a big comic book fan. I'm probably going to dress up as a Black Lantern, which is basically a zombie from a Green Lantern villain. So. With symbols. Exactly. But if you were to dress up or need spooky stuff, where would you get it? Didn't you find, you found a store you've mentioned? Oh, yes. Today was the, well, this weekend was the soft opening of a store called The Glass Coffin, which is located at 32nd and Guadalupe, right near campus. In, in Austin, Texas. In Austin, Texas. Where we live. It's uh, near campus. It's kind of in a weird neighborhood that, of old historic houses and Victorian crumbling. Right. You said it was ghettos. in a house, right? Yep. It's yeah. in a house. There's like the, there's a the historical house kind of out front, and then there's kind of like the garage apartment sort of thing in the back, and it's a little two-story affair with little wood floors. And Which makes it even weirder because you have to cross through somebody's front yard into practically the backyard to right. find the store. <laughs> or you could go up the alley, which we discovered afterwards. Yeah, I uh, remember the, the, the Dragon's Lair used to be there in that area. And you, yeah. You could park in the back behind it in the alley. And it's in that same neighborhood, a few blocks away, I think. Um, yeah, I'm looking at some pictures on Facebook that they have. They have a lot of creepy stuff. Yeah, they have <laughs> these doll lamps that are kind of wall-mounted, and you flip them on, and the creepy doll head lights up. It's super creepy. That is creepy. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. That, that is the nightlight to buy for your child if you never want it to sleep again. Yeah. Yeah, I see, uh, I see some skulls, animal skulls. I see all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy cross-looking type crosses and stuff. So mm-hmm. This is very, yeah, it's a goth place. Very in case, goth. In case we didn't mention that, it's more for goths. Dead roses <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. Although they had some really cool t-shirts and some uh, really beautiful uh, kurtas, Indian in- embroidered oh, yeah, robes. Yeah. And uh, So if you want to trade in your frock coat for a uh, Indian style really ornate looking kurta, you called it? Mm-hmm. Um, the this is a good place to find them. They were really pretty. And they weren't horribly expensive. I mean, they were like satin with, you know, embroidered beadwork bead and a, a metallic thread, and they were like 60 bucks. So Really? really yeah. That's, that's, that's a pretty good price. Yeah. That's yeah, cheaper than the frock coat. Yeah, <laughs> not, and, and then they had some uh, velvet gowns, bell sleeves, which, of course, oh, everyone man. needs one of those. <laughs> I see they got a bunch of mummified bats. Uh, yeah, mummified bats. <laughs> these uh, these uh, are, are creepy. Framed. 
sort of taxidermy yeah. sort of things. And that that's a very Victorian that era. Looking creepy. That's a they, they did mummified things blood bat. That's awesome looking. I wouldn't uh-huh. want it, but it's awesome looking. But that was a that was a very popular thing to do in Victorian times. You know, displays of taxidermy creatures to yeah. sort of show your kittens playing cards. <laughs> They did. They did a lot of like taxidermy cats and kittens because there were so many. I guess so, that they yeah. would kill them in mass, and then they had these little bodies to play with. Just <laughs> now sounds totally messed up, but you know they'd put little hats on them and pose them. It, I just read somewhere that apparently Australia is having problems with too many cats. They're killing off the bird population in Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's like there's too many cats out there hunting out hunting all the birds. Well, that's what happens when you bring non-native species to an island. Yeah, they take over. But they, oh, Australia is huge. It's about the size of it's. It's not just an island. Australia is an island. But I mean, it's, it's a continent. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's also huge, yeah. <laughs> you would think that with all of those horrible snakes, venomous everything in Australia, <coughs> the cats wouldn't have a freaking chance. That's true. Didn't they bring in those uh, poisonous frogs? Oh yeah, the cane toads. And those were not native to Australia, and Mm-mm. they would berserk. I think they would kill the cats. <laughs> right. Did they, did they try to build, like, a wall to try to stop something from migrating across? I think it was, like... Walls don't work. I know, but they tried to build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> or a fence or something. But I remember I saw some movie where they were, they were building a fence to try to stop some kind of critter from crossing Wait, over. was it a horror movie? No, it was, it was a... Okay. Actually, I don't know. Because I'm thinking of a movie that was like that. No, it was. It was. It, I don't even but know why I was watching. It's not even my type of movie. It was more of a not really a documentary. It was a drama-ish kind of movie where some little girl got lost and she was trying to find her way back someplace until she followed the fence <laughs> that was being built. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because it sounds a lot like a monster movie that I saw about a girl who gets a rich daughter who goes down to Central Mexico. <laughs> Guess where the wall is? Okay. Um, but. <laughs> It's a great movie. I, I don't remember the name. We'll link it. It's not steampunk or anything. But no. Okay, so Glass Coffin, very cool little place. There's the, oh, yeah. the people who run the shop are very nice. Apparently, it's kind of an artist collective with uh, with various occult practitioners here in Austin, Texas. There's stones. There's tarot cards. There's uh, oh. magical potions. There's fragrance blends. Herbs. herbs uh, incense. Candles. Dried herbs, rosemary, spearmint, hops. Mm-hmm. Etc. And as you right as you walk in, just to the just the left of the door, there's a little terrarium with a beautiful, I guess it's a, a small boa constrictor or something. It's a, I don't know. it's it's a really pretty black and white, mostly white, uh, snake with just some some really intricate, beautiful black markings, and it's quite friendly for a snake. Danger noodle. <laughs> Danger noodle. Quite, it, he's right quite next friendly to for a snake. Well, you know, not, I don't really hear those words very often. Snakes usually just sit there, but this snake is kind of like. It came out from under its little <laughs> hidey hole and came out and was kind of <laughs> sniffing around at everybody. It wants to, It was trying to figure out whether or not I could eat you. It's possible. <laughs> it was like not as thick as my thumb. I, it was, it was a very young snake. It was okay. It was super pretty. So if you and get it's right next to the donuts. Is it, just the, is it their store pet? Is that what you said it was? I, I, I guess think, so. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. It makes sense for a goth store. You mm-hmm. know, like the comic book shops, they usually have a cat running around, but a goth yeah. store, a snake. Why yeah. not? Yeah, and they had uh, they had a nice selection of wines and and I think voodoo donuts to celebrate their their soft opening. So that was a nice little treat. And uh, <laughs> is yeah, there, is their official opening going to be on Halloween itself? Uh, I haven't sure. heard. Probably not. I, I imagine not. Halloween the, is the a real holy, grand opening. Was probably <laughs> going to be. They're not going to close for Halloween for. <laughs> they'll probably be a few months away before the 
the big opening. Right now, it's very small. It's a very small space. But it um, wasn't cluttered. It was there was enough room to move it, around and yeah, look at things. Yeah. Very tidy. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I was right. It was called the rabbit-proof fence or the state barrier fence of Western Australia. Also known as the Rabbit Proof Fence. It was built in 1901, 1907, so it's the right time period oh, yeah. <laughs> for oh, us. It's the steampunk fence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was to keep rabbits and other agricultural pests from the east <laughs> out of the Western Australia, out of Western Australia. Ba- basically trying to keep them from crossing <laughs> to the other side of Australia. <laughs> so how'd, were, that, how'd that go? I don't think it worked. <laughs> you think? <laughs> the rabbits invented a catapult. The rest is history. <laughs> they probably just burrowed under. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for when it was completed in 1907, it was 1,139 miles long. Wow. Well, maybe if those guys are still alive, they can come over and help Trumpy with his fence. <laughs> well, it's not a really big fence. It's, it looks like a chain link fence. But anyway, yeah, so I was right. I, I remember. And I think the movie was actually called Rabbit Proof Fence. I don't know. I, it was just in my head. It got stuck in my head. I had to figure out what it was. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> but it's the right time period, at least. So there we go. So what else? What's uh, going on? Uh, well... <clears throat> We haven't been on a whole lot of adventures lately, but we did go to a LARP. You and I did. Yes. yes. The two yes. of us. It's a um, live action role playing for if you don't know what a LARP means. We've been talking about it uh, for some episodes in the, the end of the show. It was uh, Sovereign Scrolls LARP. They've got three three parks, three sites that they, they play at. One was in Colleen, which is one we went to. Another in Beaumont, and another one in Louisiana someplace. Which is actually pretty close. Beaumont's pretty pretty much on the border of Louisiana and Texas. And the guy who owns it is lives in Beaumont, but he like goes to all three, so he must drive a lot. Well, I guess if it's if he owns it, he, I guess he wants to watch, keep an eye on it, maybe, I, or just I guess, participate I more. But he wasn't able to come to this particular game because he had some emergency doctrine mm-hmm. what needed doing. Well, now Sovereign Scrolls is normally a fantasy LARP, but they're in, they're starting to incorporate steampunk into it, which is why we decided to go. Right? I would have gone anyway, oh, but well, that's why I decided. But I would have worn something different, <laughs> and we wouldn't not have been able to use our our, our uh, Nerf guns. That's true. Probably true. But their plan is, from what I'm what I'm taking to understand, is they're they're going to incorporate more steampunk into at least the plot in Colleen, since they've got. The Three different groups. They can kind of yeah, compartmentalize story different lines, yeah. stories. And Colleen is supposed to be pushing more into the steampunk style of costume and gunplay. And I don't know what direct, where he's going to go with this. It'll be fun, though. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, I'm looking forward. I actually enjoyed myself when I went out there for this for this particular LARP. No, I did too. It was it was run differently than I'm used to, but I kind of liked it the way it was ran. Um, they had you know they had the, our guide. To guide us mm-hmm, to the different mm-hmm. encounters and whatnot, so it was it was it was very it was kind of structured in that respect. Sort of sort of like a, a linear haunted house kind yeah, of a, a yeah. thing. And um, um, yeah, unlike I mean, but there's something to be said for the free form free form LARPs. But sometimes those just get kind of crazy, or you know, no one knows what the hell's going down, on. Everybody stares at each other. Yeah. <laughs> now what do we do? I, I know that I've seen that happen. Uh, I ran a park where where that was a problem sometimes. But man, I hadn't played a, a game in. A couple of years, and I Same was here. really wanting to, and I was not disappointed. I went home with sore arms, <laughs> sore legs. I haven't fought you know regularly in a long time, and I was out of shape. Yeah, I was not as sore, but I didn't do as much actual sword fighting than you did. I was mostly shooting my guns because I had three of them. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. You are the you are the engineer, so you can make bullets. That's right. And I am the. <laughs> the adventurer. What, what do they no. call that? Uh, uh, oh, the cavalier. Cavalier. So I pay you to make bullets. But yeah, I mean, overall, it was really fun. Um, I'm looking forward to going back. I, when are, 
How long? I, how often they're going to meet? Did they? Say? I don't know. I haven't heard about another one starting. Uh, another one being scheduled. Of course, when I do, it'll be posted on this right. this show. Because um, we want the Colleen people to join us. Yeah, yeah. I was really <laughs> kind of disappointed that I didn't see any of them show up for this game. It's in their backyard. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you guys. I, I know you're out there. Uh, I've, I've seen you at other events, and you dress awesome. And let's let's go play. Right. Let's go shoot people with our Nerf guns. I won't shoot you. PvP, player versus player. They discouraged for that for this particular it, it was, game. It, it was it is sort possible of a, to happen, but I'm okay with that. It was sort of a, a getting new players in, so right. they didn't want to have off. everybody kill each other. Because yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have made it. No. No story. No storyline really lasts much longer if you kill all your players. If the players true. kill other players. Quite you know. true. <laughs> the storyline will pretty much end right there if there's no one left around or enough people to carry it out. They had a lot of players who who volunteered to be NPC monster types for the whole game, mm-hmm. which is That's which is really a commitment. Yeah. And yeah, I, I want to shout out and thank those guys for for NPCing and let me kill them. <laughs> yeah, they weren't easy either. They, no. they put up a fight. No, I, I I emptied all my guns into one fight and not, but <sighs> thing barely looked like it was scratched. Yeah, I think there's a maybe a balance problem with guns that will be adjusted. Maybe. But then but then I the hope. other new guy who cast some kind of spell <clears throat> took it out in one hit. So, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll with it and, and see how this game develops. I know Steampunk is is new for this group, and they're. I, I'm hoping that they're open to adjustments. Yeah, I hope so. They seem they were really nice people. So I'm. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. <laughs> it's it's fun to meet new people uh, that you never met before. Kind of. <laughs> it depends on who they are, but these people I was happy I met, and yeah, I mean I just had a good time. So I, I highly recommend if you guys live in Colleen's, uh, Central Texas Steampunk people. Or if you live in Austin, it was what, Austin, an hour yeah. away. Yeah, not very far at all. And yeah, I mean, they were really friendly people. They were really open to new people, and they took enough time to explain the game to us and what they, what, what, how it works, and all that kind of stuff. And it was great. They didn't just you know toss us in and say go for it, you know. <laughs> and they they really appreciated people coming out in costume, which I know all of uh, our listeners have got some kind of level of costume they can, definitely they can bring to the game. Fun times. What else can we talk about? I guess about that, there's that, not much else LARP. to say other than you know join us. You know if you live anywhere near the area, we'll um, definitely keep we'll keep you informed of when the next when the next meetup is for that particular Sovereign Scrolls game. Or, or uh, like them on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we'll put their link in the in the doobly doo down there. Because the more the merrier, you know, and you know the more people there, the more encounters we can have, the more monsters we can have, the more you know it, it, it just the more the merrier. It, it, the more people, yeah, the more yeah. it works. You know, for sure, yeah. And the park—I don't know if that's that's not the park they were planning to meet at that we went to, but I like oh, that, that park. That that was interesting, yeah. So we'd never been there before. We didn't know where we were going, but uh, we followed my navigation thing on my computer. It took us to the right park. That we were it took us to, to the right at. park, but it was like filled with people with soccer balls and basketballs and baseballs and, and, and track. And, yeah, and I was like, this is the weirdest sport I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really popular here. There must have been like three high schools worth of yeah. There was, there was definitely some kind of meeting, sports track meeting going people. on. People, yeah. And uh, so the the game was was moved to another park that was a couple miles away, and it was much nicer. Yeah, there was more trees <laughs> and less people. It was empty. It was yeah. lovely. I, I really hope we use that park uh, in the future. Yeah, me too. That was a nice park. I mean, like especially because of the, it was more shady. I guess there was more shade mm-hmm. in that park because the park yeah. that we drove through with the track meet was going on. I didn't see any trees anywhere. Yeah, it was, it was just, just open a, field. Yeah, it's like that would have been still hot at that point. Yeah, it would have been really hot. A bit warm. Yeah, 
I, I went in with like top hat and coat. I wore and, my coat too, my frock coat. And it's yeah, pretty much as soon as I got there, I was like, this coat's <laughs> going away. <laughs> nope. Well, I took my coat off when I it was officially you know shot up, <laughs> or you know because it counted as points of armor, blah blah blah. And, oh yeah, your costume but, but counts it, as yeah. a, a. But it doesn't. But it, but it doesn't renew itself until later or after next the next <coughs> media or whatever. So I just took it off since it was useless and it was hot. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that was my excuse for taking off my coat <laughs> in character. <laughs> it's got a hole in it. But yeah, summon my valet. <laughs> it was fun, and apparently they also have stuff for non-fighters as well to do stuff. You know, like. Herbalist or the people who make things, I guess. Yeah, it's a class-based system, and there's a few classes for non-combatants. Right. So if you're not a combatant or someone who doesn't want to go out there and swing a sword or run around and shoot your <coughs> Nerf gun, you can. You can. There's other stuff for you to do. You know. Or I mean, I, I I talked to the the guy who runs it, and even if you don't want to be a, if you want to have a combatant character but don't necessarily want to go out at that moment yeah. or, or that day. You can sit back and do stuff. Like, I could There's, sit back and make bullets <laughs> and I can if I just want to sit down. And I open a store <laughs> in-game. They've got, like, in-game money and coins, mm-hmm, yep. of which we collected quite a few. So you can buy and sell, trade things in-game for coin. And, and you know, for me, that's fun. I like yeah, yeah. wheel and deal. So I mean, so there's something for everybody. You don't, you don't have to be a combatant or, or particularly athletic to, to run out there and do this game. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, you know. Consider it. Join us, like I said. You know, everybody in the Austin and the Colleen area, steampunkers, and anybody if you even if you're not a steampunker, even if you're not in that area, yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> join it. Uh, yeah, the guy comes from Louisiana or Belt Beaumont <laughs> to play here. I don't know how far that way that is from like Dallas. What kind of a drive that would be? But I don't know. If you're willing to make the drive, by all means. So yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else we can say about that. Um, Looking what else forward to got? the next show. What else do we have? We want you. Well, you mentioned you want to talk about the scariest thing about out there. Yeah, we're since it's Halloween. Started, let's talk about something we've scary. Hinted at it. <laughs> we've hinted already, and I think that a lot of a lot of geeks, whether you're in the the steampunk community or, or any other geek community, or just people generally, in this season where all these parties are happening, there's all these cool things to go see and do. The most frightening thing for for me is social anxiety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I suffer the from idea this of very much so going out to this to this new thing where you don't know anybody, or even if you know everybody, it just like I, I don't want to deal with a bunch of people right now. I just want to stay at home under the blankets, <laughs> and leave me alone, and I'll apologize for not showing up later. Yep, um, I know that feeling. Happens to me. <clears throat> happens to me all the time. I think it happens to all of us. Yeah, and it's sort of like it's sort of a self-perpetuating problem. It's like, gosh, I haven't seen these nice people who invited me to their party in like six months. Wow, I haven't seen them in six months. This is so awkward. I don't even. Yeah, should I even bother now? I won't yeah. even. And like the longer you go between seeing people, like, like the worse me? it gets. Like, do you feel guilty because you haven't? Now I have shown to up? explain why I haven't seen you in the last six months, and I have to apologize for not seeing you in the last six months. And then, oh, God, maybe we'll have to make plans to see each other soon. <laughs> and, oh, I can't do that. Never mind. No, no. I'm right, just going to yeah. stay home. Like, what Never am I gonna, mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is an awkward chit-chat. It's like cat- the catching up chit-chat. Like, yeah, you know? what have you been doing since I haven't seen you in the last year and we live in the same town? Well, you know, I eat food. I, I, I go home. You. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> and it, it's not... It's I've not had, personal. I've had to have that conversation with, like, my family during Christmas. So, yeah. We haven't seen you in a year. Yeah. What you been doing? Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm the same way even and I I've like been my hiding family. at home and crying because <laughs> the world is a terrible place yep and any minute now the ICE or law enforcement or the Trump police force is going to come to my door and take me away for being a Libby Libby libtard oh, but you're, put me in the concentration not, camps not, I don't think you're in any danger but I'm that. not rich you know and I'm a mouthy broad you know, in The Handmaid's Tale, I'm an unwoman, so they would put me in the camps to, to go and work in the toxic sludge. Is so. that where that term came from? Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure you listeners know about the, 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 the musician. Band. Yeah, the musician. Uh, unwoman. I, I had no idea that was that was a connection to mm-hmm. that, because I haven't read that book. Yep, it's huh. a term from The Handmaid's Tale. It might come from somewhere else. Uh, Margaret Atwood may have gotten it from someone else, but basically in the, in the story of The Handmaid's Tale, if a woman isn't capable of bearing children... And she's not married to some rich, you know, she's not Melania Trump. Then they send her off to the work camps where she works with the most toxic, disgusting materials until she dies and gets thrown into a hole. Wow. So that that is what would happen. I don't think I want to read this book. No, it's a horror. Or watch that show because that, that, that's been put on Netflix. I, I used to read it annually as a cautionary tale and, and, and sort of, but now. You know, to be put in yeah. the camps and work with the most toxic sledge until you die and they throw you in a hole. That is the story of the West, <laughs> except it was men, and it's usually Chinese men for oh, building a railroad. Everybody, yeah. and I, it was I, um, Irishmen Irish. going out yeah, Irish to, to mine, hopefully for gold, but probably you're mining for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at some lousy wage, and then you die and they throw you in a hole. But that that was welcome to the story of capitalism. Yeah, yay. Oh, this was this supposed isn't to be fun. fun not, kind not of scary. Depressing. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, so social anxiety is like that. What do we do about it? And I don't, I don't have the answer. I'm hoping one of you guys would because how do you how do you get over it? How do you get yourself out of your house and go go where you want to go to meet people? And it's um, the, the longer you don't do it, the worse it gets. The longer you stay away from your friends, the the more awkward it becomes when you finally do actually yep. go see them. So it's like so I was explaining the facts earlier before we started before we started recording today. Fax had a Fax had a LARP a while back, way back in the day, <laughs> and and I decided I wanted to go check it out. And well, when I finally drove up to the park, I sat in my car for about thirty minutes before I decided that oh, I should probably go talk to them. <laughs> and I knew Fax. I knew who he was. I've had fr- I've been friends with him for a while <laughs> in the past. But yeah, just, it has nothing to do with liking <laughs> yeah. or not liking the people that you're going to go see. It's just. <clears throat> Yeah, it's just just getting yeah. the, the 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 gumption to get up and out and do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's hard. I know. I, it happens to me all the time. So my first thought, not the best thought, but alcohol, <laughs> liquid <laughs> courage, the social lubricant. That that's what they call it. Yeah. That's not a good answer. That's no, not, it's not the best. That's answer not the answer. Well, I the best encourage. answer is cocaine. No, no, no. <laughs> oh no! Do you want to talk to people, not punch them? <laughs> I, I never. I don't. I have no idea what the effects of cocaine are. I've Amphetamines. <laughs> no. The thing is, with alcohol, it's a really hard balance because there's the the happy happy drunk, and then it turns into maybe the angry drunk, and, and then, then you go into, into the, the sad, sad drunk. drunk. You know, you, you got to be careful with that. <laughs> you, know? you don't know me. You're yeah, not my exactly. friends. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've been there. You know. <laughs> like, I watched you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I. And yet you still let me come back to hang out. <laughs> It's how we do. <laughs> We've been buds ever since. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. That's, that's so how I knew they were the ones. <laughs> okay. So not alcohol necessarily. <laughs> I think I'll just throw this out there. What do you think? Having something you're going to do 
where other people are coming to do the same thing. So you're not there you just to, to stand around and socialize, but right. you are engaging in an activity at the same time. Like a LARP? Like like a board gaming group. Okay, board gaming group, yeah. Uh, Even well, that's hard to go to sometimes <coughs> if you don't know the people. I, I'm not saying that makes it, <laughs> it makes it super easy, yeah. but at least while you, once you sit down, you got a thing that you're doing mm-hmm. you know oh i agree completely bingo yeah. something to do I yeah guess. not just sit there not just st- you know, stand there with a beer in your hand looking at each other right like, okay right. what do we talk about now kind of thing yeah right. i understand a cycling club <laughs> that you know you're you're cycling you're there to do that thing yeah there or, there was a couple that we used to have over for dinner frequently and i discovered that uh drinking two bottles of wine at dinner probably not the best idea <laughs> but playing spades you there know you go, yeah. that's that's nice, and we, it's no there's no uh, controversial subject that's going to come up and make anybody <laughs> unhappy. We're just going to play a couple of rounds of cards, and then oh my, look at the time! So nice to have had you. <laughs> Thanks uh, for coming. Yeah. Yeah. So no no personal information will be traded, just right. cards. Yeah, I still find it really on my own. I find it difficult to get out. I find if you have at least one friend, one friend that you don't mm-hmm. that you like hanging mm-hmm. out with at all times, or you know it doesn't. You barely, rarely gets on your nerves. <laughs> you know, you know, what are you have, saying, Flavio? Uh, that I, I'm, I'm hoping I don't get on your nerves very often. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. You're, uh, you're, you aren't saying that that's and I no, get no, on your I'm, nerves. No, no, I'm the one. <laughs> oh, oh okay. I, I'm sure I, I'm sure I do. Oh, <laughs> I have <Whatever>. my moments. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I at least have one friend who can drag you out, or you can drag them with you. <laughs> which is which is what I forced you to do for this yeah, LARP you took, we talked about. Yeah, you about. made me go to the LARP. I, I yeah. made you go. <laughs> I paid your admission. Yeah. yeah. Not, not the, but whatever. I bought you lunch afterwards. <laughs> sure. <laughs> After you've survived. <laughs> but yeah, so but I mean, it, it that helps a lot. Easier. But that's also, you know, finding a good friend is hard to do sometimes, which I find really weird. It's like finding a, a, a buddy, you know, a, a comrade to hang out with. It's almost like looking for a date <laughs> sometimes <laughs> <laughs> when you're first starting mm. out meeting somebody like that. You know, oh, it's, that's getting a little awkward, it's guys. A, it's a, it's a bro, bromance thing, but anyway. <laughs> It's, it's a, it feels the same sometimes, really. But that, we're moving on. Should I give you two a moment? Uh, no, no. Uh, as I, as I, I gaze into his it. eyes. <laughs> Are you turning red? <laughs> oh, uh, hmm. Yes. <coughs> I, I, any other suggestions? Uh, yeah. I'm no expert at this. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, neither am I. None, I, I started, none of I started, us are. I started a podcast so people know who I am to make it easier to talk to them. <laughs> Is that working? People have approached me at like Steampunk November last year. People no. were like, hey, I know you and bought this and started talking to us. In fact, that one guy hung out with us for part of the day. <laughs> you know, one of our, our one and only fan at that time. <laughs> That's not true. We had two. Oh, right. <laughs> um, that other gal from... Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was busy doing yeah. stuff with another group. Right. <laughs> she, yeah, she recognized us. Yeah. Hello, y'all. How you doing? See what Steampunk November? Talk about that later. But that's in like two weeks. Cure yeah. social anxiety by becoming famous in two easy lessons by Flavio Faz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on the famous part, but <laughs> I think famous people still get social anxiety. Oh yeah, because after a while, it gets to the part where they too many people recognize them and they can't go anywhere and do anything. That sounds scary too. Yep. Well, then they expect you to have your persona on, you know. Yeah, you can't make any kind of mistakes whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you have to be the George Clooney that I saw in this movie. Oh, okay then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so. What next? What next? What do we have next? What's out there? I think we can, 
we have time for a reading. Do you have okay. a reading for us? Oh, yes. I have a reading. <laughs> okay, this could be fun. About the satanic origins of camping. Uh-oh. Did you know this? Satanic camping origins Camping feels like camping. one of those things that, you know, you're, you're, is an activity. Right? I, that you're doing I, I always found it evil right. myself. <laughs> camping? Mm. Uh, this is an article from Dan White, author of Under the Stars. Just in time for Halloween, the story of Aleister Crowley and the dark magic of camping in America. The strange power of camping is open to everyone. Perhaps this has something to do with removing the familiar and replacing it with rocks, fields, and streams. Recreating or rearranging elements of home life in an unfamiliar environment can have a profound and mysterious effect on our thinking processes. Such was the case for Aleister Crowley, the infamous British occultist, ceremonial magician, sexual libertine, writer, and Ozzy Osbourne lyric inspiration, <laughs> who looked in later years like Uncle Fester from the Adams Family. Crowley was not a nice person. He once baptized a frog and named it Jesus Chris before crucifying it and eating its legs for dinner. He took part in orgies and wrote poems about necrophilia and bestiality. That's and not once, a way to make friends. Once professed his desire to make love with a duck. <laughs> Crowley, in other words, isn't so, what the duck isn't someone you'd ever want to bunk around with at a KOA camping cabin. Still, the man who stares out at the co- out from the cover of the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, he's what? the bald man on the top row, second from the left. Oh my God, there he is! Deserves mention because he claimed to have increased his powers as a magus just by camping out in the woods. Crowley, often described as the Beast or the wickedest man on earth by the press at his time, underwent a transformation while camped out on the uninhabited Hudson River island of Esopus in Dutchess County, New York in 1918. The writer William Seabrook, who observed Crowley's departure for the campout firsthand, was dismayed when Crowley loaded a boat with 50 gallons of red paint and a coil of rope as his camping provisions. <laughs> Crowley brought no food. He had blown every cent for the paint, Seabrook observed later on. Crowley had consumed some disgusting substances as part of his black magic rituals, but even he could not drink paint. Still, it sustained him indirectly when he attracted the attention of curious farmers (laughs) by splashing the island's bare cliffs with blood-red slogans, including his motto, Do as thou wilt. (laughs) Aleister Crowley, first American graffitiist. These kindly folk rode out to him, saw that he was hungry, gave him all the corn, eggs, and milk he needed. Nourished in this way, Crowley isolated himself, concentrated, and entered a state of profound meditation, so profound that he accessed a chain of his past lives that progressed karmically to his present status as Magus and Prophet, according to his biographer, Laura Sutton. Later, Crowley tried to demonstrate his newly increased magical powers during a bizarre incident in Manhattan, in which he fell in line unseen behind an oblivious pedestrian on the street. Crowley synced his steps with the man, and then he stumbled on purpose. Immediately, the man in front of him, who apparently had no idea Crowley was there, stumbled and fell in exactly the same way as Crowley. If this story is to be believed, Crowley used the powers generated by his campout to knock somebody literally off his feet. This incident, weird and marginal as it may (laughs) seem, speaks to camping's enduring and transferable power to change the world in majestic as well as small and creepy ways. (laughs) (laughs) Now, 
I've been camping a few times in the past. I think we've all done some camping. I don't think I've ever came back with any kind of magical powers. <laughs> Maybe if you drank paint. Oh. Red paint. Red paint. Manufactured oh, okay. in 1910. That's what I was missing was red paint. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Something that surprised me that, you know, these, these people living on this island find this... Crazy man? <laughs> crazy British guy just vandalizing the cliffs the, the cliffs on their island and what do they do they feed him they feed him <laughs> they feed him so much he goes into some sort of trance and maybe they were bad eggs <laughs> maybe he slipped him some some off food or something taint corn it's dope <laughs> it's like we weren't going to eat this anyway here absolutely but, that stuff's good yeah. but but i mean you know they they're nice to him and and make sure that he's not starving, even though he's a complete fella. bizarre nut job. He's spreading red paint all de- over the cliffs and defacing their their cliffs. Man, that's that's weird. Oh come on, you're you're a farmer in the middle of nowhere in in the early 1900s. This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened in, in <laughs> yeah, your life. They, they probably had a good laugh afterwards. They, this yeah. is like super high-end entertainment. They this is like the circus for, coming to town. Right, they told that story for months. Yeah. <laughs> you see that weird English I guess technically they're still telling that story. I guess so, because yes, exactly. we just told it today. <laughs> exactly. Bizarre powers of camping. Ooh. He made a man fall over. He made a man fall <laughs> he, over. He tripped them. He had to have tripped them. <laughs> <laughs> but the the point that I found is anybody can trip him. Yeah. That's not really much of a trick. <laughs> True. But he didn't actually touch him. He just feigned stumbling, and then the guy that was walking in front well, of him also he, that's stumbled. That's how he tells the story. That's how the story is told. And Even if that's true, wouldn't it have been easier to just trip him? <laughs> The, the thing that always of, go camping. There's an awful lot of effort to go to just to trip somebody. <laughs> that's the thing that always kind of gets me about magic. Is like I'm going to use my magical powers to get this thing. It's like why don't you just get a job right? and buy the thing, <laughs> or ask somebody to do the thing for you instead of trying to hex them into doing your will or whatever. Just ask. It's an awful you know, lot of effort. Oh, I'm going to do yeah. a love spell. Just ask the person out for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, magic is kind of dumb in that way. Gonna do this. Who am I to judge? <coughs> like these, like these candles, or so. How, how have you? Let's talk about camping for a few minutes. Okay. Um, uh, Victorian ideas of camping for th- that it was great and grand, and it would take you out and get nature. you back in touch with nature. Uh, the Boy Scouts of America were started in this period, if, mm-hmm. I, if I recall correctly. Well, and, and a thing that a lot of people, you know, you hear the word Aleister Crowley and you think Satanist and you think dark rituals and you think um, orgies and, you know, obscene behavior and whatnot. But Woo-hoo! Aleister Crowley uh, traveled to the Far East. He was one of the very first Westerners to travel to the Far East. He learned yoga. <laughs> he came. True. He came back to the to the British Islands and practiced yoga for the rest of his life. He was also an avid mountain climber and outdoorsman. There, there are mountains that Crowley climbed that that very few people uh, since then have managed to duplicate the feat. And he was so doing he it been, because he was a wizard. So he must no. been in pretty good shape. He was in good shape yeah. as a, as a young man. He, he was in very good okay, shape. But later on, he looked like. Uncle Fester. Well, he became an opium <laughs> addict and sort of ruined his lungs. Okay. Like so many these days. So, yeah, the, the opioid epidemic started with Aleister Crowley, in case you didn't know. Oh. I, I did not know that. Because he yes. discovered it or brought it over to America or something? I or? just said that. I, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I just talking. I'm just okay. the first one to go to well, the Well, he, he invented free love. 
Alistair Crowley invented free love. Because nobody had free love before that. He he was a a very he was one of the very first proponents of of free love and and uh, in England in England perhaps. or well I mean at I, that time I'm pretty sure in all of the world you I'm know, sure somebody had occurred to me maybe if we just like all had sex all the time that'd be cool and and <laughs> Crowley was one of the first people to at least go on record in writing as saying that um, you know. Here's a here's a revolutionary concept. Women like to have sex. <laughs> For wow. Yeah. Really? Is that is that true? <laughs> no. Not for me personally, but in general, yes. Okay. <laughs> I would never do such a filthy thing. I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, but the fact the fact that the Crowley taught that women were um, equals or superiors in magical workings, and oh. and that they and that they were. You know, desiring desirous partners, willing participants, instead of just sort of okay. So he's an e- equal equal opportunity pervert. Equal opportunity <laughs> pervert. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, and a great deal of his life was was spent trying to find the Scarlet Woman, with whom to have the Moon Child and bring <laughs> forth the next whatever. Anyway, it, it got I'm a little silly, but you know, he was he was right. looking for women who are not uh, enslaved by Victorian concepts of morality and oh. asexuality. You, you you point all these things that sound like pretty positive without Lester Crowley at, at this point, but uh, I'd like to point out that he did find a few. He had more than one scarlet woman that oh, he attached yes. himself to who, as as history progressed, ended up killing themselves. That's for one thing. reason or another, he drove them crazy enough to kill themselves. <clears throat> well, <laughs> it, it, yeah, he was not a good man, you know, like they said. You know. He's he's no, you know, progressive idol to no. look up to. He had some progressive ideas. Mm, sure, sure. But, yeah, I'm down with yoga. <laughs> I, I don't know that I'd practice with him. No, but we, in a in a way, we're all the products of our times. We can have high ideals without living up to them. Yeah. You know, he may have had ideals of women being equals, but when it came down to actually <laughs> treating women as equals, he drove them insane. He, they he killed was themselves not, or something. He was not as good as his word. Like Robert Heinlein. Exactly. Getting off topic. Never mind. Um, oh, well, there's some really interesting stuff. Crowley founded the uh, OTO, the Ordo Templar Orientalis, and uh, that actually influenced L. Ron Hubbard. And Jack Parsons of JPL Laboratories, who invented sort of a lot of mm-hmm. the rocket science that NASA is still using today to launch a uh, spacecraft. Didn't so one of the tech? No, I'm thinking who somebody invented the lie detector. Was that one of them as well, or something? It's, it's possible. Yeah. So there's some really strange connections. If you want to, you want to go down a serious, crazy rabbit hole. Oh, and uh, Barbara Bush is apparently related to Aleister Crowley. Like, like. A granddaughter, blood related. Oh. Yeah, supposedly, that's that's one of the stories that uh, that her ancestor in, in that doesn't automatically make her a weirdo. I hope. <laughs> no, but you know, to these to these sort of Illuminati conspiracy theorists oh, about uh, okay. you know these these bloodlines controlling the United States of America and whatnot. You know, the the whole Bush family legacy of being related to Crowley, the Great Beast. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's super interesting and kind of crazy. The, the Great Beast. <laughs> the Great Beast. That was his nickname. That is, uh, yeah. I mean, when your when your reputation turns you into the Great Beast, you've the done some really man you've, in the you've world. done some really crappy things in the in your life. You know, the lying press. What are you gonna do? Fake news. <laughs> fake, oh, <laughs> fake news. Well, I, 
man, we're, we're touching on so many things. Fake news was a thing. Yeah, well, in the yeah. turn of the century, yeah, that, 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 newspapers they, they were, were rags that were yeah. uh, as much they, get, yeah, getting were, into uh, and, uh, rumors and hyperbole yeah, as actual news. Time. Yeah, to it's sell papers, mudslinging. I think it was called mudslinging at one point. Um, among other things, sure. yellow journalism. Yeah, they just they so, would just make up shit about their opponents. You know, <laughs> like well, or, I, or twist something. You know, just just off. You know, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the media was was sensationalized to sell papers yeah it's like you know, so he's nothing a, he, changes hey it's like he's a he's a strong heterosexual <laughs> you know it's like and um, people didn't know what that meant they thought it was bad you know <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything about that but so, that fake news was called used different terms but it was the same uh back at that time before the idea of news being yeah um, it was all also camping is Just evil never do it I agree with that. <coughs> I, definitely, right, that. I definitely agree with the camping is evil. I don't agree with it. Camping is uncomfortable. And that's not what I'm into. I I appreciate comforts quite a bit. And camping is, is sleeping on rocks and sticks. Never, and, yeah, which is evil. Yeah. Uh, there, there's bugs and nature and all that having stuff. Having to drag out all of your food out into the middle of nowhere and you wind up eating, get it stolen by and, bears. And you wind up eating dirt because it gets... Cause he, <laughs> gets, Dropped or something, you know, like. <laughs> getting yeah. a run in with Sasquatch and crapping <laughs> your pants. Camping sucks. Camping sucks. <laughs> yeah, well. there's some people who enjoy camping who love it and, and they do must, it all and the they time. They must be evil. But <laughs> Halloween is wonderful. We not, love Halloween. Not my damn thing. <laughs> Halloween is Christmas for Satanists. That's you right. read that on the internet, didn't you? <laughs> I read that on the internet. <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, well, I think we've rambled on enough. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to play some music, and we'll be back and let you know what's, uh, what steampunk happenings are going on. All right. So we'll be right back.
That was the Velveteen Band. That was uh, I'm Not Broken from their new album. What's, what's on the other side? What's on the other side? That's the first song I've heard from that album. I liked it. It was good. Yeah, we just got that album. <laughs> got it from a Kickstarter that they had going to fund the album. And yeah, yeah, we've been pretty pleased. The whole it's album's good? It's a solid good? album. We, we drove to San Antonio last weekend, and we listened to it about four times in a row. That, that, that's and, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real upbeat. It's very catchy. The lyrics are, are uh, pretty edgy. Yeah. If, you, if you listen to the words, it's it's it speaks to the human condition in all of us. <laughs> cool. And, I, mean, uh, I remember seeing him live in mm-hmm. in Vegas. Yep. At the, the historical steampunk convention we went to there. Uh-huh. At yeah. Steamathon. <laughs> and yeah. And that was they so were much good. fun. They were, a, they were a blast. They were a really good band. In case you don't remember us talking about them, that's the band that the front man is a puppet. Yep. Or two. They're like a t- three puppets. Yeah, that sing. That sing. And uh, one of the guitar players wears this big. Is a, he's a big he's giant a rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Baron von Bel- Velveteen. Velveteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's a rabbit who plays bass and the trumpet. Trumpet. It's amazing. It's they're they're great <laughs> they, live. And they have a lot of videos on YouTube. The, and yeah. they're yeah. super high energy, and they they've mastered a lot of different musical styles. So the. You know, you can't say that this is like a particular style of music because they do a little bit of everything and mix it together in a really weird and interesting way. I may have to get that album myself because it sounds like it's a really you good album. You should. <laughs> All right. So it is currently October 29th, and we're talking about what's coming up the rest of the month and into next month. Not, not that far into next month, but there's a lot going on in the last Be ready to weeks. be on the jump because yeah. there's a lot of stuff happening, and we probably only know half of it, but we're going to tell you to you right now. Right. Yep. Starting with... Saturday, November 4th. That's a week from now. Yes. Uh, Steampunk Movie Night at the Steampunk Lamp Factory in San Marcos, Texas. Place that we absolutely love. Uh, they'll be showing Metropolis. Yeah, I remember him talking about this mm-hmm. last time we were out, I was out there. So starting from 8 p.m. and keeping the party rocking until 1 a.m. at the Steampunk Lamp Factory, uh, 114 East San Antonio Street, San Marcos, Texas. Yeah, he said something about he was going to like project it on the back of the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that could be fun. I think I recall saying uh, him saying that the movie is starting at ten o'clock, mm-hmm. so there's plenty of time to have yes. your social anxiety before then. <laughs> uh, right, but if you come to the shop at eight, there will be music, snacks and drinks, and a special secret performance at nine thirty. More details coming soon. <laughs> now, if you've been to Jim's, film starts at ten. If you've been to Jim's uh, um, parties in the past, he finds some amazing local musicians of all kinds of styles that he will hire and, and have at his parties. Last was that's just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He had a local rap hip-hop artist who was really good. I'm not a big fan of rap necessarily, <laughs> but I really like this guy's style. He had a, a very rich Marvin Gaye voice. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and uh, Carl Anthony. That's that's right. His mm-hmm. name is Carl Anthony. Young guy. Looks like he was so pretty. Co- college age. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the backing music that he picked, the... Uh, Jim tells me was was mixed and put together by friends of his, but it also sounded very like classic R and B, smooth sounds. I liked it a lot. 
Yeah, I'm sad I happened to miss that particular meetup because I was sent out of town for work. Well, now so. you have a chance to go to the Steampunk Lab Factory with us on the 4th and watch Metropolis, That'll which is awesome. an amazing movie. And I'm really looking forward to seeing which which uh, version he picks to show. There's I'm several. looking forward to seeing what musician he has because <laughs> yeah. it's going to be interesting. And apparently there's a secret performance. Yay! <laughs> so Way that, cool. And, but also happening on that very same day, facts. I've got uh, the Louisiana Steampunk Festival. So if you're not anywhere near San Marcos and closer to the Gulf yeah, over Louisiana, this you probably like, are already planning on going to this. Right. It looks like there's a lot of stuff going on there. It looks like this is going to be fun. Thing. Yeah. Uh, the Louisiana Steampunk Festival is part costume play, part Victorian science fiction, part street fair. So like most things we talk about. Right. Uh, <laughs> it is an all-ages festival hosted by... Cité des Arts to showcase and celebrate science fiction, speculative technology, language arts, and art education. Admission is $10 per person per day or $15 for the entire weekend. Children under 12 are free. That's a really good deal. Such yeah. a deal. $15 a for a good weekend. Deal. So, yeah, uh, tickets are on sale now. You can order in advance from the look of it, but definitely something worth checking out. Also, that very same day... Happening in a little place called Jefferson, Texas, which is, from what I can tell, east of Dallas, Fort Worth, and, you know, toward Louisiana, obviously. So if you're up in that area and you can't make it to either one of these other two events, this is called the History Haunts and Legends event. Basically, it says a fun fall event for the history buff, avid ghost hunter, and people with an interest for the unexplained and things that go bump in the night. There's going to be special guest speakers, authors, vendors, book signings, and a gallery with Dakota Lawrence. Nighttime tours and investigations and much, much more. Who's Dakota Lawrence? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but see, there's a gallery, so I'm, I'm assuming some kind of artist. Artist, I guess. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but, I mean, this is, I mean, this is very Victorian, the whole spooky seance, haunted history, haunts, haunts, haunted stuff. But, like I said, it's in Jefferson Tourism and Visiting Center. It says Saturday, November 4th. November 4th. It starts at 9 a.m., it says. <laughs> but then there's ticket information. You can find tickets. I'll post that up on our site for that but that's happening the same day that's all that's that's all next saturday oh my gosh <laughs> i wish i had a time turner i know right okay well, that's just starting the weekend because after that is sunday <laughs> and uh we've got the steampunk shindig in uh Mainer, texas we've been talking about that for at least a few episodes yes, and we are intimately involved with this one <clears throat> i'm really enjoying all of these things because i feel like you know halloween comes and then it's over and then you're just looking at christmas decorations for the next two months right but we're we're keeping it going yep keeping it going so the steampunk shindig is in the j lorraine ghost town which is the east side of Maynard, Texas, which is just outside of Austin. Just head out on 290 and you'll see signs pointing to the ghost town. We always gush about the ghost town. Come out and see, find, find out why we love it. The look and feel of it is, is amazing. The uh, Steampunk Shindig itself is going to have uh, games and, and distractions, including uh, combat croquet. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be... A laser tag shootout. Um, we're going to have... Casino. For fun, casino gambling. Yeah, for not, fun. Not for money. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, a number of vendors. So I've got about 15 vendors out there selling uh, a number of, of different uh, fantastic artistic items for, for wear and uh, display. I'll be one of I'm actually venting myself. Yes, I'm you doing are. my photography wood prints. That, I, that I've been and doing. And I'm hoping you'll be taking some photographs. I will take my camera. Uh, because the, the ghost town as a backdrop yeah, very, is amazing. Yeah, very, 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 very many opportunities for pictures to, 
to be taken there. Very and it, great. It backdrops. starts at noon at uh, roughly five o'clock. Yes, there is going to be a a huge, really uh, a Middle Eastern dance display showcase. showcase. They're gonna have like forty different dancers. Wow, I didn't know there's that many. Th- there are. <laughs> I mean, they're you know five or six of them on stage at a time or whatever. Right, but still, that's a but, lot of dancers. Yeah, yeah. Each routine is about three belly, minutes. Belly dancers, to be precise, or right. Middle Eastern type dancing <clears throat> type stuff for for two hours, and they're going for a sort of steampunk. Theme. Uh, theme. I, I don't know what to expect from them, no, but I don't either. It's going to be. It'll be interesting. But if you've ever seen a Lisa Lamar uh, belly dance showcase, she puts together a really good yeah. show. Yeah, she she's knows. had showcase's out here at this thing, at the mm-hmm. at the at this place before, and mm-hmm. I've she's been in to touch one with a lot of the the Middle Eastern dance community here mm-hmm. in Austin, and so she knows a lot of very talented dancers and brings them together, and they seem to have a lot of fun together. Right. And but just before the belly dancing starts, we as the Texas Steampunk Connection podcast host, we are going to be hosting a costume contest, steam, right. steampunk costume contest, as well as and a steampunk uh, must- fake beard and mustache competition. Yeah, so, so you have a week to design and develop your own fake mustaches, open to both to every gender. At whatever, <laughs> but if you slap on a beard and mustache, we want to see it. You're, yeah, definitely, um, we want to see it. And there's the little little trophy prizes that will be given out that our that our other friend will be giving will, has made personally. He he has personally he made these and yeah he's he's uh, sculpted them and they're in the kiln mm-hmm. right now. So it's a, a ceramic uh, trophy. Right. You'll also be getting trophies for the winner for the cro- for the combat <coughs> croquet, and I think there's gonna be laser tag fights as well and the poker and blackjack. I believe there's trophies. There's all, there's all kinds of trophies he's, to be get, to mm-hmm, be given out. Mm-hmm. And we'll be giving those out as well, but it's it's going to be a good time. Y'all, come on and join us. I know, I know. You know, people say, "Well, what about Steampunk November?" Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute because that's the next thing coming up. <laughs> Wait for it. But this is just consider this like an appetizer for your steampunk fun and needs. You know. Yeah, yeah. Priming the pump. This is a much smaller affair. Free. It's free. First, that's that's important yes. to mention. It's a free yes. event. Free event. Just just come out. Poke around, see what's going right. on. Don't, don't bring any food or, or beverages. They have they have a they have a little bar and a little kitchen there. They sell burgers and hot dogs and stuff like that. You know, no, they don't Cold want out, they don't want outside food and, and drinks. Right. So you know, just uh, spend your Sunday. Yeah, it'll be fun. Do a little shopping, watch some belly dancing. You know, make some friends. Make some so friends. That, uh, <laughs> bring bring a fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> Incognito. <laughs> Okay, so that, that oh, and if you uh, would like to take more of a part in the shindig, if you are interested in hosting tea dueling ceremony or, uh, or oh, yeah. okay, arrangement, yeah. or if you've ever heard of uh, parasol dueling and would like to sort of do that sort of thing, or if you've got another idea, or if you've got a display that you'd like to, to bring out, uh, if you've got like a, a, a steampunk airship or a crew or a club, that you would like if you're to have, a maker, tinkerer, like uh, t- tell me. Uh, reach out to me through through the Shingdig website or through the the podcast website. I, I'm I'm on top of that. Uh, I want to bring you in. Let's <laughs> let's have a good time. Let's play. Yep, I've already I've already paid my entry fee. Um, yeah, if you want to vend, it's twenty dollars, twenty dollars or forty dollars in in merchandise, which would be raffled off for. A, uh, uh, yeah, we forgot to mention that. There's going to be a raffle. There, we're we're trying to raise money to send down to Puerto Rico to help out right. oh, in the recovery. So it's a charity raffle. That, that's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. This is something we should have mentioned before as well. 
There's charity. It's it's a charity. There's charity for a good involved. Good cause. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So next, next is, is is the biggest steampunk event we have going on in Texas. Absolutely. <laughs> Hooray! Yep. One week later, <laughs> starting the weekend of November 10th, Steampunk November. Steampunk November. This is happening up in the Dallas Fort Worth area by Mansfield, mm-hmm. Texas. It's not quite quite in Dallas Fort Worth. It's, it's up. It's south. in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's not really. Seems like it's, it's when you not. get there. You're yeah, like, when you're there, when you, yeah, when you get there, you feel like you're out in the <laughs> in the in the great outdoors and everything. But, but it's, it's a very quick drive into yeah, civilization. Yeah, Arlington, Mansfield. No, Manston, Mansfield's just right over, the, right around, right around the, right down the road, and Arlington's just right past that. So, the, and you know, it's it's Hillsboro. not. Yeah, it's it's just it's out there. It's it's it's. But anyway, steampunk November. This is the seventh annual Steampunk November. Seventh annual Steampunk November. This the longest running Steampunk festival in Texas. Definitely. And it's a blast. It's fun. They have things going on all weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, starting starting at 7, or 7 p.m. on Friday. And it runs till midnight on Friday. And then Saturday, got to get back up again and do it all at noon to midnight. Yeah. I mean, getting up at noon is not a big deal. No, that's not bad. And then Sunday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. There is something for everybody at Steampunk November. They've got they've got they got like several stages out there. Something's going on in every one of those stages pretty much all day. There's music. There's dancing. There's magic tricks. Yeah. There's uh, there's, uh, vendors everywhere. A free medicine show. show. Old fashioned. Is our escape artist friend going to be there this year? I think he is. I don't know. I think they might be there. That would be cool. They're fun. Frenchie and the Punk. Frenchie will be and the there Punk again. is going to be back. Oh, they're fantastic. they're a, they're a great great we show, great band, very nice people. Um, it, I mean, we've been we've been talking about this for the past several podcasts, and we just can't say we enough. We talk about it all year. It's, it's it's a fun fun event. It um, is the the big event of the year for for Texas, or you know. You're, from, you're you're on the south side of Oklahoma, <laughs> right? You're close enough. Yeah. Toward Louisiana, whatever. Um, this this is a this is a great thing. Um, and can't say enough about this. Yeah, there's a lot. Everybody there is so they're, they're dressed up in their finest, and you know everything. Everybody looks great. It's a full blown Renaissance festival if you're familiar with that sort of scene, but it's it's steampunk, so yep. there's more electricity, um, <laughs> and everybody is dressed a little different. But it's got that same feel. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Yeah, <clears throat> and, but the stages are you know it's not as big, obviously. But there's there's enough going on that it'll just it'll it's feel not bigger. It's small. It, no. it feels large. That's because there's so much going on. And yeah. So, you know, and yeah, it's and maybe they expanded. I know they they cleaned up some of their buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they added they added a bathroom for the for the camping area. Oh, oh good. You know. Okay. So well, I know yeah, they expanded yeah, a lot last year. Yeah. Apparently they doubled they, the size last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I won't know what they've done this year till we get there. Obviously. Duh. But yeah, it's just really good time. We can't say enough about it. Join it. Come to Steampunk November. We are going to be there. Not everybody a, we're just who is be there everybody will we're be not there. there. We're not there as a like, as a con guest or a show guest. We're just no. there to go yeah. have fun. They, they haven't asked us. As, well, they don't know. I don't even think they know us. They don't know us. <laughs> Why don't they know us? They, they don't should, know us. Somebody, They're not our friends. Can, can someone introduce us to them? <laughs> We'd like them to be our friends. Yeah. Um, sure but whatever. So. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's so great. Um, take Friday off. Yeah, rent a hotel I, I, while I, you still I can. I took Friday off. Uh, order tickets online. I got my tickets. <laughs> Let's do this. This is going to be a great month. And the base ticket price is very reasonable. And oh, yeah. if you want to uh, add things to it, they've got a, a tea 
uh, queen's tea. They've got mm-hmm. they've got all kinds of little extra add-ons that you can do if you're if you're if you want to immerse in the experience, or you can just pay your admission and walk around. Yep. Either way, shows, it's a great time. Yeah. Very great time. Cannot say enough about it. But I think that's it for saying enough about that. What else? What else? Um. Oh, Bernie Dickens on Maine. Yeah. That is a newish event, I believe. New um, to us. We learned about us. it last year, you know, the week after. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, we missed it. Yeah. But now we're aware of it. Right. So when is that? Uh, that will be November 24th and November 25th. So that's a Friday and a Saturday. That's Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, no, no. I think it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Isn't Thanksgiving like the 28th, 29th? Sure. I, I can know, look I'm at a calendar. The details. Experience a vintage holiday wonderland this November 24th and 25th. And in parentheses, Thanksgiving weekend next to it. Uh-oh. At the, well, it says the 18th annual Dickens on Main. So apparently it's been going on for 18 years. No. <laughs> so what do we know? What do we know? Yeah. Thanksgiving is the 23rd this year. So oh, well, I, don't, okay. I don't know what happened to my brain. So this, no worries. Yeah, this is Thanksgiving weekend. So most people... Well, if you're lucky, you're off. You're off work on the on the 24th Friday. <laughs> so, um, so and Bernie, Texas is a really super cute little town, mm-hmm. and the details say experience a vintage holiday wonderland this November 24th and 25th Thanksgiving weekend at the 18th annual. Oh, it's not new at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, compared compared Dickens on the Strand in, in Galveston, yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, okay. definitely. At the 18th annual Dickens on Main celebration, be a part of the magic as Bernie's Main Street, known as the Hill Country Mile, transforms into a one-of-a-kind Christmas experience complete with great shopping, visits with Santa Claus, children's craft activities, craft activities, unique vendors, food trucks, snow along Main Street, ice sculpting, <laughs> music, theatrical performances, and an amazing 60-foot ice slide for sledding. Come spend the snow. day on the Hill Country Mile shopping, dining, and visiting Santa. Make your way up and down Main Street as the entertainment delights from 4 to 10 p.m. each night. Check www.dickensonmain.com for a full schedule of events. How do they know it's going to snow? Isn't that mysterious? How are they going to make a 60-foot ice slide? <laughs> the magic of Santa Claus, of course. We met Santa Claus. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's true. On, on a, a cruise. On a sea cruise. Was he, was he a jolly fellow? Oh, absolutely yes. jolly. <laughs> awesome. I swear, well, first thing he... that happened when we met him, he gave us a present. Really? What did he he give is you? Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. We, we have met Steampunk Santa. That's funny. <laughs> And so that's what he, that's what he on does on the off season again. is he goes cruising. Yes. <laughs> you? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, he's a diamond member on, on uh, Royal Caribbean. <laughs> diamond member, nice. Yeah, double diamond, something like that. Awesome. But yeah, this, I mean, apparently this has been going on for a while. We just found out about it ourselves. It's not necessarily a steampunk event, but seeing as how we go to Dickens on the Strand and that's invaded by steampunks, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not turn this into some place where we can go mm-hmm. invade? And Bernie is a quick drive down the road. Right. It's a lot closer, for very sure. close, <laughs> and it's a great little town. It's very sweet. It's it's like right outside of San Antonio, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never been there. So. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, I figured this would be this is a good opportunity to you know dress up in your finest and go just go have fun and be seen and see and see things and you know and bring a friend. Bring a friend for I, your I, social anxiety. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You laugh. I'm not kidding. I, I, I laugh because I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty. There you go. So we've got like one more thing, right? Yeah. Yep. One more thing. And I just mentioned it. Dickens on the Strand. And that's the one in Galveston. Yep. This is the big one. This will be the 44th. 44th. Annual Dickens on the Strand. And they always do it the first weekend of December. 
Yeah, and we've gone there a few times in the past and always had a great time. Mm-hmm. And they give you they give you a discount ticket if you're dressed up <laughs> at the gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll give you a discount. I don't remember tickets being all that expensive. They're not, anyway. but they still give you a discount if yeah. you're dressed up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's like ten dollars if you're not dressed up, and then seven if you are, which is totally reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a fantastic location it's the it's the the old strand neighborhood in galveston which is very historical they've Mm -hmm. got gas lights they've got the old historical buildings there's the tall ship Alyssa there at the uh -hmm. uh, in the dock which is an awesome ship i got a picture of that Mm -hmm. that i've put on wood (laughs) yeah she's a she's a ship from from back in the day and she's been around the world and she's still operational and she still works she's a uh she's a hybrid if you will Mm -hmm. she runs on uh gas and wind power so that makes her a hybrid right Mm -hmm. yeah sure (laughs) and she used to be a steamship but now she's diesel so now she's diesel punk not steampunk oh no i can't talk about her anymore (laughs) hey we accept diesel punk yes we we developed diesel punk into our into our absolutely absolutely galveston is a great town this is a great weekend to uh get a Get to know Galveston yeah, a little better. It's a great little town. I mean, I love this. I loved it every time I've gone out there. They've got restaurants, really good seafood restaurants all over the yeah. place. Um, you know, so even if I mean, even if visiting for non Dickens on the Strand stuff, it's still a nice little town to go visit. It's, but Dickens on the Strand makes it fun. They, I've seen them. They, there's a there's usually a steampunk alley. Mm-hmm. You know, a little soft to the side where all the steampunks go, and that's where their their vendors are and stuff like that. So there's a lot of steampunks there. Mm-hmm. And there's a parade, and there's shopping, yeah. and there's music. Isn't there like bed frame races? Yes, I was about yeah. to mention that. There's some kind of bed frame races. We've always <laughs> seemed to miss it every time. Mm-hmm. But that looks like a fun to watch, where they have these bed you know, beds, red frames on wheels, and they race them down the down the street. And, and if you go Friday night, I believe they haven't they have some extra events. There's like a dinner. Okay. With Charles Dickens or something like that. So there's there's extra add-on things that you can do. Yeah, and they got they got performers out on the street. They got you know choirs and singers. They had well they had the, that hawk guy, the guy with the mm-hmm. hawk. That was funny because the hawk flew away. That's a whole other story. <laughs> and, uh, I remember a couple years ago they had like Charles Dickens' granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Hosting. site just mm-hmm. hanging out and being the uh, MC. Mm-hmm. That, that was really cool. Yeah, I mean the, she, she was well dressed. Of course, there's always, you know, tons of vendors. Mm-hmm. And mm. if it's chilly outside, never forget the hot dick insider. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> that's like they had like alpacas or llamas there. Mm-hmm. Alpacas last night. Alpacas. Because they had like alpaca socks. And yep. And if the weather is hot, there's yeah. beer. So, hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always a good uh, thing. It's if you are planning time. on going, reserve your, your hotel space now oh yeah uh because it can get fairly expensive when they start selling out Mm -hmm. galveston uh enjoys a thriving tourist industry and they they will hike up their prices real quick yeah Um, yeah so yeah call and find out find a good place to uh stay if you are going in a group you can even rent one of the uh like a home home away or Mm -hmm. there's home away there's vacation rentals by owner there's airbnb and they have hundred year old you know, yeah, Victorian mansions really nice houses, for yeah. rent there. We have done that in the past, and it has been lovely. But you have to get a group of maybe eight or ten people to make it affordable. Yeah. Because basically it's a mortgage payment. <laughs> but if you need three more people, let us know. That would be cool, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That would be fun. 
But I think that's that's everything we, that's coming up in the near future, which is only like a couple of weeks worth of time. That's a lot of stuff in the last month, in the last part of October here. Yeah, yeah. That was October like five to things this next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's basically so, from now until December first. So that's yeah, barely a month, and there's just and it, a ton and it, it's of just, stuff. It's just so refreshing because for the past couple of months we've been very very slim on things to do steampunk wise. But now things are picking up. <laughs> yep. yep. So, it's the season. We can actually go outside again. Right. Isn't that nice? We're going we're gonna to have plenty to talk about. Hopefully, we'll, hopefully, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get some interviews at, at Steampunk November. I don't mm-hmm. know with who, but I'm, you know, there'll, there'll be plenty yeah, of people there yeah. to talk to. So we'll, we'll, be, we'll be having a lot of stuff going on. So until next time. Hold on now. Oh, wait. We got, <laughs> we got something. Sorry. My bad. Well, well we need to shout out to uh, our new, our new uh, collaborators. All right. Right. Exactly. Uh, we are now a part of Fanboy TV. Fanboy TV. They have they they are yeah they started off as mostly YouTube YouTubers, but they have expanded into podcasts, and they have like several podcasts. Mostly most of them are geek related, nerd related, of some some way or another. And we are listed on their site. You will soon be able to see all of our episodes listed there, uh, along with their their other podcasts and their television shows. You know, back dated. Uh, they do all kinds of geek stuff and uh, LARP stuff, and, and they're they're a, yep. a really oh, enthusiastic group. But steampunk adjacent, <laughs> right? Nerd stuff, <clears throat> geek yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's fanboytv.com, and they have the they have a they they got the fanboy TV shows, fanboy podcast. They do live things apparently on online. Facts used to be on one called Adventures in LARPing. I, I was sort of a guest uh, that was on a, that show. That was one of their, that was one of their shows. Um, his 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 the host of that has gone on to another show that he does, and who's also Combat his, um, Creations, yep. uh, where he and uh, another partner build a LARP prop as you watch in like, like fifteen minutes or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how long the show is 15, 25 minutes, something like that. Right. I mean, yeah. There's other podcasts. One called Life of Geek, um, Cannon Fodder, Neutral Gamers. There's, they have all kinds of other other stuff going on out uh, on this on this site and we are we are part of their family now and um yeah so the redheaded stepchild <laughs> yeah we're, we're we're still kind of weary you know our social anxieties kicked in we're not sure how much we want to meet them personally <laughs> or how involved we're going to get with them no but we're going to see how, how they this, made us uh... sign legal documents <laughs> I, i'm i'm already like damn the man but we'll see how this goes, and hopefully it'll give us uh, more exposure and you know, and, and point you to some interesting stuff as well. So. so if you've enjoyed our show, thank you for listening. If you'd like to add anything or make comments about your social anxiety or how you feel about camping yeah. or uh, tripping strangers <laughs> in the street, Sweet. anything that... By a magical means. It's magical. If you've done any kind of magical tripping, let us know. How your feelings are about having sex with a duck. <laughs> We're here to listen. Hey, my autocorrect is judge. very... Thinks I'm very interested in ducks. <laughs> a lot of ducking going on. Every time, man. <laughs> Duck. Duck you, man. Duck you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Go to our, our uh, Facebook page, Texas Team Punk Connection. That's where, we're, that's where we mostly are online. Um, if you, for some reason, do not have Facebook, we do have an email address, Texas Team Punk Connection at gmail.com. Yep. That's simple. Duck you at gmail.com. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that goes to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. 
it's uh so yeah i mean we we, we primarily communicate through facebook but Duck like you, I said, flavio <laughs> settle down <laughs> just Duck gotten you, into the nog oh no <laughs> we better we better shut this thing down before it gets out of hand <sighs> But yes, we look forward to hearing from you, everybody. And um, hopefully we'll see a lot of you at Steampunk November or Steampunk Shindig before that. <laughs> um, so come up and say hi to us, you know, because, you know, because my, my social anxiety is going to I'm not going to really be approaching too many people. <laughs> but I'll also be behind a behind a behind a table vending. So I won't be able to wander around too much anyway. I'll be wandering. Say hi to me. Yeah. So anyway. Is that everything? I think that's, that's everything. That's Finally, everything. okay. I'm For sorry. Real. I, I don't know what I was prematurely ending. My bad. It won't happen again. <laughs> but until next time, mind, mind your, your gauges. gauges and duck you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been the Texas Steampunk Connection. Opening music was the Texas Steer Rag by George Botsford, recorded in 1909. Please like us on Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection. Where you will find a link to all the topics we talked about in this episode. Until next time, mind, mind your, your gauges. gauges.